how do I have time for this? You know, raising an infant by myself when I have no child support, no government support, no family support, and no savings. It was this like, oh my God, like what, what do I do? Welcome to the Capital Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Brinkley. Each week, we hear from stay-at-home moms who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. Today's guest has a dynamic story you are not going to want to miss. Eva Palakova is known as the single mom who went from food stamps to a seven-figure business with an infant in 18 months. Eva is a hands-on executive business and seven-figure mindset coach, CEO of LeadersBreakFree.com, and the host of the Leaders Break Free podcast. Her biggest accomplishment and greatest joy is in helping her clients to achieve amazing financial growth within a matter of months. Welcome to the show, Eva. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to have this conversation. Yes, me too. So I just want you to get started by telling us about your journey. How in the world did you go from barely making any money to having a million dollar business in 18 months? Yeah, so I I will happily share. And if there's any single moms in the audience, I think you will relate to some of those things or some of you who have been through difficult relationships and things like that. So I, you know, I have some business background. I used to be a restaurant owner and I have always been passionate about building business. So I had a little bit of background, but, um, you know, I always knew, you know, the, that the restaurant industry, I just really didn't, it didn't like it. It was so much burnout, so many hours, uh, you put three, 400,000 into your business and, you know, your ROI is next to nothing, right? You make a couple thousand dollars a month and most months you make very little to nothing, right? So, so I always knew I wanted to teach, inspire, things like that. However, I was one of those people who was very, very shy. When I was going through my MBA, I would always get B minuses because I would not raise my hand because I was so terrified that I would say something stupid in front of everybody, right? And um, I remember, I'll tell you honestly, I uh, we were asked to a presentation in grad school for American Airlines at one point in front of one, not even executive, an employee. And I was so terrified of speaking in front of one person that I actually went online and I ordered Valium Valium on illegal market from India so that I would make it through. So that's how terrified I was to make any kind of public speaking. I was like one of those people, maybe some of your listeners will relate, that I would have my you know, my, my heart in my throat that I couldn't even think, you know, just don't ask me anything. I'll make it through. Just don't ask me anything because I will freeze and I cannot respond, (laughs) you know? So, so that was me. So the idea of having a very public career, which I do now and being in front of people all the time, you know, this is my third interview in a day, actually, you know, Thursdays and sometimes Mondays are, are my interview days. So, so it's interesting, right? 
And it's my absolute passion and I absolutely love it. And I get on Zoom in front of hundreds of people like all the time, right? But at that point, the idea of doing that even even in 2017 still, oh my God, like still owning the restaurant. I was, I was an owner of a restaurant hiding in a dish room. I would not even talk to people in my restaurant because I didn't want to bother them during their experience, you know? So that's how I was just, I had this major imposter syndrome, so many fears when it came to, okay, I have to put my, put my business out there. It was just terrifying, right? It was this, you know, I decided to be a business coach slash consultant because I knew I was like pretty good with spreadsheets and business and whatever. But the idea of putting, saying, you know, I'm a business coach. It was like, okay, well, who am I to say I'm a business coach when I don't even have business coaching clients, right? So feeling like a total fraud, just nothing was happening, right? So that's kind of how, how that was. Eventually I broke through. Eventually I got trained in, uh, in um, delivering a talk which I practice and practice about 10 or 15 times that I delivered my talk the first time on a stage in front of 30 people. I survived and I, uh, I got a bunch of people to actually talk to me and sign up for a consultation and I started getting clients, right? So the first sort of like launch of my business coaching practice was through traveling and doing a lot of like a little speaking engagements for a group of uh, female entrepreneurs and talking about building business. Right. And I would do it for free. And uh, it was, it was just amazing for me, you know, just feeling so empowered to actually be able to stand in front of people and deliver that, you know, it, it was cool. It was really, really cool. So those were the beginnings. And then, you know, in, in 2019, I, booked, you know, close to 70 of those little talks for the year around the country. And it decided to go on a little tour, right? And I actually got an RV because I really love traveling and I'm not originally from the US. I was like, okay, well, I want to see all the states. So I actually visited 30 different states during the first half of of 2019. And it was so amazing. Like, well, like pop in and do a talk, meet these women from different female entrepreneur organizations, uh, you know, deliver my talk, talk to them and roll clients in. Right. And the rest of the week, you know, I would, I did one every couple of weeks and, and the rest of the time I was doing my hiking and I would coach them over zoom. Right. I would do private coaching with them. And it was, it was really cool. Like I really loved it. I was making a ton of money. It was like 5k, 10k's, whatever, but it was, it was good. You know, I was like, Oh my God, I'm making money, you know, doing this. It was awesome. I spent most of it on like gas on the RV and whatever, you know, and lots of traveling, but it was, it was amazing. You know? And then, um, I, you know, met somebody and we started traveling together and we were writing a book together and we were doing some spiritual coaching together actually as well. And had a, had a few clients that way. And that was, that was really amazing. It was just like, it was just sort of this, you know, dream come true. You know, it was this like, oh my gosh, I'm traveling around the country. I'm seeing all these states. I'm, you know, hiking in all these national parks. I get to do my speaking in a business side. Now we're writing a book together. We're doing all this like spiritual research and muscle testing and this fun stuff and that. And 
um, you know, this like amazing, like romantic relationship. And I was just like, oh my God, does it get any better? You know, he was a little bit older. He's like 51 years old or whatever, you know, he had two adult kids. So I was like, this is just like perfect, you know, somebody mature and, you know, evolved and, you know, so you think anyway, <laughs> you see where this is going. Right. And, uh, and then I got pregnant and I said, wow, like I secretly, like I didn't know I was going to be out, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this going to get any better. You know, like we're going to have a family and I'm so excited, you know, like just holding back my excitement. And that was on July 1st, 2019. And, uh, July 5th was the last day ever I saw him. And he disappeared, moved to Japan a week later, then blocked me on all social media, uh, told me he did not want to be a father to a third offspring. And um, what was what I went through after um, was apparently what I needed to go through. And I don't have any regrets about it, but it was very, very difficult. Right. As you know, you know, I, I realized, OK, well, number one, I'm going to be a single mom. I don't have any family in the US, right? My family is from, from Eastern Europe. So I had no family, no support. Now I'm living in Pueblo, Colorado, but I don't actually know a single person. I just, I just moved there. And uh, I had to cancel all these speaking engagements. And it was because I didn't even have the energy. I didn't even feel like you know, I, I would get behind the steering wheel and I was so sick. I couldn't even drive, you know? So for first trimester and I knew like it just didn't have legs. Like I could not travel as a single mom, uh, with an infant around the country that just wasn't going to happen. Right. So I needed, um, I needed to make this work. I needed to figure out a way to run my business, work from home, be able to be with my baby and, and, you know, be able to do that and the first idea I had, okay, I'm going to build the courses and the memberships, right? I'm going to have passive income, which I think is like every mom's dream. However, I will caution everybody who is listening to it. And I will tell you, please don't do it. Please don't go there. Please don't because it is. And I had, you know, I, I was, I was good with like building landing pages and I had a really, really good right-hand person who uh, could run Facebook ads and we could build the best funnels. And I did about, I did so many video recordings and like teleprompter and all just amazing courses, like the best courses in the world and the best conversion. And it really was such a time money suck. We lost so much money in that. So much money. I can't even tell you. That's how I wound up at one point with $700 on my bank account, all the savings blown on all these things. Right. And I'm like sitting there going, oh boy, you know, what do I do? Like, where do I go from here? Right. And I still wanted to run a practice, but it's like, okay, you know, I guess I'm going to go, go, I can't do the memberships or courses, the online pre-recorded stuff. Right. But it's like one-to-one clients. So it's like, okay, I can do that. But it's, it's like, how do I have time for this? You know, raising an infant by myself when I have no child support, no government support, no family support and no savings. It was this like, oh my God, like, what, what do I do? And I was actually this close to getting a job. I, I think some of your listeners might, might sort of, um, you know, relate to this, but there's like being an entrepreneur seems so irresponsible given how risky it is. It seems almost like a selfish thing to do, right? So the mind will really, 
really, you know, it, it was, it was getting me, I was so close to accepting a job. Right. And, you know, I was applying for government support and food stamps and WIC and whatever. It was just a really, really dark time for me. And then, you know, at some point you just sort of remember, you know, and I went through this, like, wait, you know, I'm still the same person who opened and ran two restaurants, right? I do not have to be defined by single mom, you know, Mm. because I think the collective reality is, well, it's going to be really hard for you and you're going to be really tired and really broke and you're never going to sleep again. And it's going to be horribly difficult. And that's what I thought it would be. You know, Stephanie, I, everybody I talked to gave me their really, really horrendous story, how they had never slept with, you know, their newborns and how life was really, really difficult. So I was like, okay, you know, life is going to be really, really difficult and it's going to be impossible. Right. And I'm here to tell you that it does not have to be that way. It absolutely does not have to be that way. You can absolutely have a seven figure business as a single mom with very little support because, you know, there are ways to get around it and uh, you can have it all. So there was this like process of waking up that fall, you know, as I was coming out, you know, out of the depression and the apathy and the disenchantment and like, wow, like what just happened, you know, and some of the shame too, you know, who's the kind of person that gets abandoned after four days of pregnancy, right? Mm. You know, that's the first thing that you're going to go through. Like, wait, what? Like that happened to me? I'm one of those people, you know, like, what does that say about me? Like, wow. You know, that was really, really difficult to process as well. You know, like, just like, wow, you know, and, and then, so I went, I went through like a little bit of a waking up process and was like, Hey, I'm still the same person. And if anybody can figure this out and lead other people through this, it's going to be me. And so there was this like, okay, well, it's a challenge, you know? So you gotta, when you're going through this, you gotta say, you know, challenge accepted. And it's a little bit of ego driven. Like, yep, I can show the world that it can be done. No more of this victim stuff. No more of this single mom juicing, whatever stuff, you know, like, no, like single moms, we actually have an amazing gift of like freedom. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we get to make like a lot of decisions, you know? especially when there's no co-parent, like some of the single moms who have to like deal with the co-parent don't, doesn't let them do this, that or the other. Like we have like so much freedom. And that was actually like something that I'm so grateful for that the biological uh, father of my child, you know, just recognized that the, this is not for him. And I had complete freedom. I had complete freedom to create whatever I want with my family. Right. Wow, that is a great way to look at that. And I it's, love it's unbelievable. I love that you said challenge accepted. And mm-hmm. and then I love your mindset around this because you're right. I mean, there's a lot of difficulty wrapped around being a single parent and especially mm-hmm. a single parent with absolutely no support. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for you to be able to see it through a different lens and to see like okay, actually, this is also a gift because I have this sense of freedom and I can make the decisions now. And I love that so much. You have you have full power. Single moms, we have so much power. And that is not to say I'm going to be single forever. Right. I am mean, absolutely dreaming and creating the perfect relationship 
but you know, and it's not until I, I, I create the perfect life for me that fits the partner. So, you know, where we're today, I'll kind of uh, going to tell you what happened from there. Right. So I'm yes. like sitting in Pueblo, just broke as can be, um, you know, started building, rebuilding my business coaching practice online, but the, with some good strategies. Right. And everything came down to, well, what works what works in the world of business? What has worked for the past, you know, 5,000 years and will always work? Give people value, build relationships, talk to people, right? The same things apply in the online world. This, the minute we go into hiding, the minute we stop showing up, the minute we stop relying on relationships, partnerships, talking to people, teaching, giving value, we're out. All this automated, pre-recorded, funnily stuff that uh, people think is going to work just feeds to our fears. It's all about hiding, you know, because we don't want to go out there and promote ourselves, especially, right? And I'm talking specifically to uh, to your listeners who are thinking about, you know, as their their path being being a coach, right, or or consultant, or maybe having an agency or something like that in a service based business, right? So it it's it started working very quickly once I once I got out of hiding and out, out of the nonsensical course creation, which you know only like the top one percent makes money doing, right? So. So, you know, got myself out of that, started building real relationships, started doing free, really, really awesome events, which are now called virtual retreats, right? So I've done, I have done them many times and we literally went from, you know, the first one was like a $3,000 one, then 21, then 42, then 80. And our highest one was 560K uh, revenue generated from a virtual retreat, right? Wow. So but it was like me just, you know, really showing up and just saying, you know, I'm doing this. And like, it wasn't easy when I was going through, like back to where I was going through this, like waking up, like, Hey, Eva, like you can do this. And you have done this before in different industries, but you can deal with hard stuff. Yeah. You're going to have to roll up your sleeves. It's going to take some extra work. It's not going to be like, Oh, I'm going to work, you know, two days a week and have a seven figure business. No. You know, and not everybody needs a seven figure business, right? Right. Not everybody wants a seven figure. However, I will tell you that I work a lot less having a second figure business than zero figure business, a lot less, right? So it's something to remember that you have it like a bigger business uh, is more work. No, not necessarily, right? It's it's different issues and different things you have to learn and so on and so forth, right? So that that's, you know, I, you know, I remember like a specific day when I said, I'm done with this. I'm done with juicing the drama of like, poor me. And I can't, and I'm going to. So I went to the Walmart in Pueblo, Colorado. I got a little eight and a half by 11 whiteboard and I wrote on it, seven figure single happy mom. And I put it in the bathroom, like, you know, in my shower so that I would be forced to stare at it when I'm doing my conditioning treatment. And I said, you know, I'm going to, I want a life of extreme financial abundance. I want abundance of time with my daughter. I want abundance of adventures, mm. right? That's important to me. Like I want it to live in a beautiful place. I wanted Lexi to know multiple languages. I wanted to travel with her. I just, you know, 
at the time I didn't know it was going to be Alexi, but, uh, you know, I just wanted just, you know, magical life, you know, whether or not I'm a single mom and where we're today, number one, we don't live in Pueblo, Colorado. We're in Nassara, Costa Rica right now, which is one of the five blue zones in the world, which means it's five the happiest and healthiest places where the most people, it has the highest percentage of people who live to be more than hundred years old. It's absolutely phenomenal. The coaching community here is huge. There's like breath work, there's yoga, there's medicinal community, there's holistic, there's everything. It's just a beautiful, beautiful place to be. Don't know if we're going to stay here just because of uh, the politics here are getting a little tricky from a restriction standpoint. So we'll see where we end up next. Do we have to go back to the U.S.? We'll see. But as of right now, Lexi is growing up learning two languages at once. She's supposed to be starting Montessori, which, uh, you know, they teach in both languages there. You know, we go to the beach in the morning. We go to the beach in the afternoon. And, you know, I have a full-time nanny that is more my nanny than Lexi's. She makes, you know, when I'm working because, you know, I run a company, you know, she helps me do laundry and meals and for both of us and cleaning and all that and takes care of Lexi when I'm working. So it's, it's like, you know, you can, you have to think like, if you really truly want, want to create magic, you have to be willing to take some risks and, and, uh, you know, think outside the box, right? Like, mm-hmm. for example, you move into a place where you can afford a childcare, right? If you can, right? Like, uh, I had to, like, leave the U.S. because I'm like, you know, at the time, like, I could not afford to pay 25 bucks an hour for a nanny in Boulder, right? So it's like, it doesn't make sense, you know, because that was like in the infancy stages of my business. I can't quite do that, right? So, hey, let me go to a place where I can do that. You know, it's, it's little things like that where, you know, where I can afford the child. Can I have the support, you know, in, in Colorado is also like just, you know, finding somebody who's reliable and loving was kind of a problem too. You know, some moms will relate to it. Like you get kids from college and maybe they'll show up, maybe they'll, they'll hung over. Right. So it's like the, <laughs> the reliability of the help, like here, just that the help from the local people, they're so beautiful and they're so kind and they're so loving and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but the past year here has been absolutely phenomenal. It's allowed me to do a lot, you know, so that when I'm working, I'm working. When I'm not working, I'm with Lexi, but I don't have to worry about food, shopping, laundry, like all these other things, right? Right. So, and so, you know, I think that's so important to point out is that um, a lot of moms, I think, feel like we have to do it all. We have to be it all, do it all as far as every single household duty, cooking, cleaning, shopping, and taking care of the kids. Or it's it's sort of like an either or. You have mm. to do it all or you have to outsource it all. So mm-hmm. you put your kid in a full-time daycare um, or you're so rich that, you know, you have a live-in housekeeper and a nanny and all of this. But really, I love what you're talking about, how you can create the type of life that you want to have. So even getting creative, it's okay to hire someone to come clean your house. It's okay to hire someone to go grocery shopping for you. And I think um, like in the, the culture that I grew up in is just, it's kind of a do it yourself um, culture in my family and all the people that I know is like, you just do it all yourself. And it's almost 
I don't know that anybody else looks down on it, but I think I just grew up assuming some things like, well, if you hire those things out, you're better than, or you're rich, or you're, you know, and kind of put these labels on it. And really starting to shift my mindset has, I don't know, it's just really been a different kind of a transformation. And to to realize, like, we all need help. We all need that village to come together and help uh, help support us in one way or another. And that's perfectly okay. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, I think there's also an advantage of me being single mom, like, it gives me permission to do these things, you know, because I don't feel like it gives me kind of an excuse and like a permission to not have to feel like I'm supposed to be doing it all, you know. Mm. and I think I think that's crazy to like yeah I think there's there's a lot of like oh we have to be doing a b c d e but but you don't right it's right like you get to enjoy like my thing is like when I'm with Lexi I want to enjoy it I want to enjoy every moment like I actually don't want to be stressed out I want to hang out with her. I just want to watch her, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and you know this because you have a two and a half year old, like just watching it and you're just like, wow, like it's so <laughs> funny. Like it's so hilarious. Like they're hysterical. Like the stuff that they come up with and they repeat everything and they say the weirdest words. And I was like, why? Like, you know, it, and I just, you know, we get to enjoy it. No, but it takes a little bit of, you know, setting up systems for it, you know, but right. I have like, you know, I have, I have very little shame. Like, no, I am terrible at like, I, you know, I used to own a restaurant, therefore I'll never cook again in my life. <laughs> You know, have a little bit of a PTSD. No, 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 no. I can like, okay, I can make a tortilla with cheese. That's it. You know? So, so it's kind of like that. My nanny loves cooking. She wants to own a restaurant. So I'm like, why not? You know, like get the support, find a way that I was doing it even like very inexpensively in Colorado. Like when Lexi was, uh, Lexi was, I think she was five months, you know, I, I had two bedrooms in Pueblo. I'm like, Hey, will you come live with me? You can have free rent and I'm going to give you some extra money, but I need you to take care of Lexi and cook for me and Lexi and whatever. Right. Not for Lexi at the time. It's just smell, but cook for me. Right. So you have to find a way to get that, you know, off your plate. If you want to run a business, you cannot, you know, because the business requires focus. Right. But it's right. Just, for me, it's a gift to myself. Right. Like this is business, you know, we're both having this conversation. I get to enjoy it. You know, I get to like inspire whoever I want to inspire. I have to get to have conversations with amazing people like you. Yes. You know, it's this, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we deserve to give that to ourselves if that's our passion. Right. I love that. And at the same time, if you don't want to do that, if you want to just be at home with your kids that's a beautiful thing too. You don't have to build a business right. just because just because other people are doing it. Right. You know? I have so much respect and admiration for full-time moms only because that would be like, for me, that would be too hard. Right. For me, like I need to like check my boxes and do my thing and <laughs> feel like I'm doing something, you know, like I need right. to, I, I'm such a, like a forward driving type, you know, I'm not the like naturally like caring, nurturing sort of type. So it just, it just depends on, on where your heart is and what your, what your true passion is. I think this is really about authenticity. Right. right? 
And before we wrap up, I want to point out another thing that you were talking about, which was um, when you kind of went through that transitional dark time in between um, having this thriving career. And of course, you had lost an important relationship to an important person to you. So that was another part of your process that you were grieving. But I know that when I went through my transition from being a teacher, I had been a teacher for nine years. And so that was such a part of my identity and who I was. Mm -hmm. I was really good Mm -hmm. at it. I loved it. But Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted more than anything to stay at home with my son. And so Mm. I was determined to make it happen. But I did go through a dark time for about the first year when I was really struggling with that identity piece of like, how do I go from having this thriving career that I felt like was just who I was to now, um, you know, just being a mom, which is such a big thing. But what I would love to see happen is that we start to nurture and I guess kind of like normalize that going into motherhood, it is a transition, but it can be a beautiful transition. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be such a dark time. And like how you said that a lot of people had warned you about, you know, oh, as a single mom, it's just going to be so hard and sleepless nights and, you know, all the hard stuff. But I would love to see us also build up all the good things too, Mm -hmm. and really help women to, maybe not brace for it so much because I felt, I feel the same way that I was older when I had my son. So, you know, there are a lot of people that told me, Oh, it's really going to be hard. You're almost 40 and you're really going to be tired. And it's really, but instead like of bracing so much and preparing for all the bad and how hard it could be like, how about say, yes, these things could be hard, but all these beautiful things are a part of motherhood too, and a part of your transition and really just building each other up in that way. I think it would be such a refreshing change to see 100%. that. 100%. Yeah, 100%. You know, what you intend to be shall be. Yes. Right. What you intend to be shall be. So we have such a power of creation, such a power. When we forget to create, that's when we get in trouble. Right. And sometimes it seems impossible, but for me, it's like such a great challenge. Yes. When I'm standing in front of something like single mom, no money, no time, how, hmm, you know, awesome. Like that's an impossible thing that I know I can, uh, you know, I know if I put my head to it, I'll figure out how to do it. Right. Yes. So if you're going like, you know, I want to work two days a week and I want to, you know, maybe not a seven figure business, but I want to bring some income. So I have the abundance to travel with my kids, go to Disneyland every month. You know what I do? I shut down my company every month and I go on a vacation every month, every five weeks. Wow. You know, I take a week off, you know, honestly, usually like we're going to do more traveling. Okay. So I'll, I'll backtrack really quickly. I know, I know it's time for us to wrap up, but when Lexi was three weeks old, I, I convinced my mom to come visit and fly into the country for six weeks. Six weeks, thanks to COVID, turned into three months. So that was awesome because she couldn't <laughs> well. leave. She is not allowed to leave, right? <laughs> so that was interesting, but, uh, but it was great. So we took our RV and we went to Yosemite, we went to Yellowstone, we went to Joshua Tree. 
with Lexi as a three-week-old, right? So, you know, what you intend to be shall be. You can create whatever you want. You can take your kids wherever you want on vacation. You can travel with them. Like, you can't, you're, you know, whatever dream life you want to have, like, you just say, this is what's going to happen I'm going to make this work. I'm going to be creative. The resources, there's so many coaches out there who have done these things. People who have uh, done the exact same thing you want to do, right? So, uh, so you know, if you want to build a coaching business, you work with me, but there's other people doing different career paths. Right. So go follow them, go connect with them, go pick their brain, start a podcast like Stephanie does and interview them, right? Pick their brain and then figure yes. out this is how I'm going to do it, right? Or listen to Stephanie's podcast, like all these interviews that she's bringing in, right? So, yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And how can the listeners connect with you if they are interested in learning more about your journey or how they can create this type of lifestyle for themselves? Yeah. Thank you so much for the question. So, you know, I work with uh, specifically for coaches and consultants and people who are very, very uh, ready to create that type of career, right? It's not for everybody, but but that's the people that I work with, that I attract. So if that's like what you want to do and you already have the certification and you're like, okay, I'm, or you're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm making this work this month because I'm not so much like, you know, the, the transition, you know, I, I literally, I take people like, I'm ready. I'm building a six figure business this year. Show me how. So I take them from there and, you know, my clients go immediately from that to 20, 30, 50, hundred K months, like very, very quickly. Right. So, you know, and we have some, we have some beginner clients as well, but the best way to learn about what I do, and we have so many free resources. One of them I want to tell you about. So we're doing a virtual retreat, which I mentioned to you, but we're doing a virtual retreat at the beginning of the year on January 10th through, I think, 16th um, in uh, in the evening. I think it's 8 p.m. Eastern on January 10th, right? And um, and it's free. And it's a, it's a year planning business building retreat. But I literally take people through here are the things you need to put in place. Here's how you do your own virtual retreats. Here's how you get booked on podcasts. Here's how you create strategic partnerships to help you help you promote your practice. Here's how you uh, how you talk to clients. Here's how you work with them. Here's how you close them. Right. So it's it's like yeah, you have to know what you're doing. You have to know your skill. Right. Like I can't teach you how to work with people, how to coach, but I I teach people the business side. So. If that's resonated with somebody with 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 you, then the registration is leadersbreakfree.com forward slash retreat. I'm gonna say it again and I'll send you I'll, I'll give you the link to put in show notes, but it's yes. leadersbreakfree.com forward slash retreat. And I also have a podcast called Leaders Break Free in the meantime. Uh, which is for folks who are, you know, scaling their coaching practice and they can learn and, you know, you can follow up from there. Oh, I love it, Eva. We'll put all of this in the show notes. And I'm just so happy that you came today to talk to the listeners and give us your insight and just share your incredible story with us. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible 
to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. I love connecting with my listeners, so reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show, or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.